your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Wednesday. I almost did it. I almost thought it was Thursday. Lacrosse Talk PM, me, Rick Sola. All the things the guy already said, right? Why do I do it again? 608-785-7914, another thing the guy said. But if you want to call, you want to text, you want to get in here, uh, you can do so now. Just anything bugging you? Got anything to complain about now? Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to talk about Juneteenth celebration that's happening in Lacrosse this weekend on Saturday. It's going to kind of begin Friday night with uh, at the Riv- Rivley, at the Rivley, the movie theater, and we can get into all that stuff. Uh, just, just what's happening? It's all going to happen at Riverside Park, and Shy Jackson and Maya Curtis are going to join me. On the phone, uh, for for most, well, we're gonna get shy for most of the show, and, and Maya for the first half, and and they're gonna talk about another thing along with Juneteenth, is the Hope Restores Corporation here in Lacrosse, and and just kind of get into what everything that goes down there. Honestly, I'm just gonna let them do it because they're gonna be better at it than me trying to explain. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Um, just doing some, we, we we talked, we did a dog show yesterday, which is kind of like my favorite thing to talk about is animals, obviously, if people, for anyone that listens to the show. But the we, we missed out on a like on a, quite a bit of Wisconsin State Legislature talk. And some of it's just, some of it's kind of interesting, and I don't know, and some of it's confusing. So uh, th- there's a lot of patting them, patting themselves on the back. This happens a lot in government anyway, right? Um, but the one, that I'm trying to find it, is what I'm doing, is the, the one where we're banning police chokeholds and um, other, other policing bills. This was one of those special sessions that Governor Tony Evers called right around the Kenosha shooting of the Kenosha police shooting of Jacob Blake. But then actually, you know, Evers called that special session. He called it right around the George Floyd death. And it wasn't until he, you know, he scheduled that session for the time when Jacob Blake around that time. So there was like a, there was quite a while in between from one to the other. And we gaveled in and out of that. Like we did four other things, right? The, the Republican controlled legislature said, nope, we're not, we're not going to do anything that governor Evers, we're going to do it on our, on a, you know, for ourselves here. But they they pass them, um, you know, or they're 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 gonna they're gonna pass this stuff because this is the the bipartisan. We're gonna go oh, look bipartisan. What we always uh, hope our government can come to a, an agreement, right? So banning police chokeholds, except in life threatening situations or in self defense. Um, there's about a dozen by. So this is the the sentence here. I'm just trying to. Uh, bills are getting their first vote in the legislature today. Um, the proposals among a dozen bipartisan policing bills up for the assembly approval that have broad support among law enforcement community and others. The Senate passed these uh, bills last week. 
But uh, where's the task force part of this story? There it is. Um, all the all of these measures, which grew out of an assembly task force on policing and racial equity, uh, have bipartisan support. So you know they're all going to tout this. Hey, look at all these bills we passed. We made this task force and and got it done. But if you remember back around the time of the Kenosha police shooting of Jacob Blake. The task force was controversial. It was like this, eh, they're putting a task force together and it's just, you know, to delay the idea of 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 doing of, of doing anything about these policing issues. I mean, these are issues were all they all could have looked at that stuff back then. But so and I don't know, and maybe we maybe I get the political science professor on here Friday and we talk about if this was just politics. Because Democrats were mad that Republicans are going to do a task force instead of actually addressing the issue. But now that we've, we're going to pass some of this legislation, we're praising the task force instead of, you know, talking down about it. And, and maybe some, was it all just a ruse before? Am I getting it wrong from what we were complaining about before? The task force not being an actual thing, uh, an actual thing that's going to help. It's, it's all pretty kind of annoying, honestly. <laughs> Number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Long time no talk. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, anyway, I was wondering if the cops can't use a chokehold on the bad guy, does that mean the bad guy can't use a chokehold on the cop? Well, I mean, the, the chokehold, no, I don't think so. But that's the, the whole caveat there is the life-threatening situation so if they're in a life-threatening situation or in self-defense then the chokehold's fine but then how do you know if it's a life situation anyway i watch a lot of cop shows like fbi and that at night and i tell you i see just as many cops getting in the chokehold as i do the bad guys oh really are, are you yeah. talking like tv yeah, so, television, yeah. I mean, you know you know that the cop in Minneapolis kneeled on that guy's neck for almost nine minutes. Yeah, but this isn't, I'm not talking about the cop in Minneapolis. Right, but. That was a bad deal. But you're asking me if we should ban chokeholds. Well, do we need the dude to kneel on a guy's neck for nine minutes? Do you think he was in a life-threatening situation at the time when his hands are in his pocket and he's kneeling on that guy's neck on the on the pavement? No, I don't think that was necessary. Right, so at least we can ban that, right? Like, that's what we're doing. We're just going to ban stuff like that. But now, see, at the same time we're banning that, I have also seen a cop laying on the gravel with the bad guy's knee in the cop's neck, too. Right. So I just want to make sure that this is going to be fair for everybody. Yeah. It'd be like one guy shooting or going to war with bow and arrows, and the other guy's got gatling guns. Yeah. Follow me. We got to have that. It's got to be a fair fight. Yep. And it's just one more thing that police are going to have to be trained on and have to think about while they're doing their job. Maybe right. we should. Well, I, I love our police department. So. Yeah. I mean, it's just another, it's, it's sort of a burden on them. It makes that job a little bit tougher, but, um, you know, they probably could be trained in self-defense where they don't have to, to go to the chokehold, I guess. Or they could all sit around the campfire and sing it's a small world after all. Well, they do that anyway. <laughs> Carry right. on. All keep right. your powder dry. It's going to rain in a couple of days. Oh, about time. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, Tom's calling in. Tom, go ahead. I have a true-false question for you, Rick. False. True. You do or you I don't? I haven't asked the question yet. Oh, I thought you were asking me if you do have a true or false question. 
have a true or false question for you. Okay, go ahead. Are there 100 copper pennies in a dollar? Okay. Well, true or false? You asked me a yes-no question. You said, are there 100? No, I asked you true or false. Okay. Are there... All right, so I got to take a quick break. Brad's got to do the news. We'll be back to talk Juneteenth and the Hope Restores Corporate here in La Crosse. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. On the phone with me now, a couple of people on the phone with me, Maya Curtis and Shy Jackson, both with the Hope Restores Corporation. They want to talk about that a little bit, and they want to talk about the Juneteenth celebration coming up this weekend in La Crosse. You guys, what do you want to talk about first? As we get right into business, I'm not even going to let you say hi. <laughs> uh, we'll get right into okay. Hope Restores. All right, so Actually, go ahead. Oh, already an argument here. Oh, we do that all the time. We've been best friends forever. We've been arguing and being happy, and I'm the cook, and she can't cook, you know, and I'm funny, and she's not, so we've been doing this My for years. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I don't know who's who here on the phone line, because I don't have, like, if we were doing a Zoom call, I'd be able to, 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 to see you guys, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, this is Maya. So I just wanted to start off talking about Juneteenth. So Juneteenth celebration will be on Friday. We'll have a movie at the Rivley. It starts at 12 p.m., and it's going to go until they close. You can stop by any time, and Catch the movie. It's going to continue to play. I don't know what the movie is so far, but I vote for Coming to America. So we'll see. Um, please show up. Bring your family. And it's going to be a nice event. Then on Saturday, we're going to have a huge event, event at Riverside Park. We are going to have free food. We're going to have entertainment on the stage, guest speakers. We're going to have over 60 organizations, um, black-owned businesses. We're going to have a fun fair. There's going to have a cakewalk, a bounce house, um, a limbo game. We're going to have adults versus kids TikTok contest. Um, We're going to have a double dutch contest, a basketball tournament, lots of activities. Fire department will be there with a big fire truck. Just a great time to um, love on the community. We've all been in the house from covid we all need to get out and enjoy our summer. Um, and it's time for the community just to embrace the African-American community, show some love, educate yourself on what exactly Juneteenth is, um, show your support, and just come out and network. It's time for us to start loving and having a good time again. We had an awful last year. And so the Juneteenth celebration is for everybody. We ask everybody to come down. The event starts at 12 o'clock. It goes on to 8 o'clock at night from 12 to 5. We'll have all those cool things that I told you guys about. And then from 5 till 8, we'll just have a DJ playing music, so some dancing in the park and laying back, listening to music, and just enjoying how beautiful Riverside is. My, my um, are you bringing, like, a basketball court? How are we going to play a basketball tournament? Okay, so they're going <laughs> to Trust Point is going to be where the basketball game is tournament's going to be at. So we're bringing two basketball hoops. We're going to put some chalk on the ground and just get out there and play basketball. All right. Now, me and myself, I don't really play basketball, but you know, yeah. I'm out there cheering for anybody who's doing it. Well, of course, so, right yeah, away. It's be I, a great time. I played basketball at the Y the other day for the first time in a year and a half, and I was pretty out of shape. But I was pretty pretty excited when you said we're gonna we're gonna have a basketball we're gonna have a basketball court out there. Mm-hmm. Um, all okay, right. so should I sign you up for the tournament? <laughs> Do I need a team? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, and that's and that stuff starts at at noon at Riverside Park. Um, 
and and it kind of plays obviously into what Juneteenth can one can you one of you just want to explain what Juneteenth is because I think maybe three years ago nobody even thought about Juneteenth. Um, it's not something I learned in Hort- at Hortonville High School, and it's not something I studied uh, while at UW Stevens Point. And you know, like as this stuff kind of comes to fruition the last couple of years, you're like, oh, I didn't even. I feel kind of guilty for not even knowing about this stuff, but I, but I, it's, it just seems like an oversight. But yeah, why don't you want to explain it? Yeah, yeah so um, Juneteenth is emancipation it. of slavery. No, it's the, are you? Oh. Go ahead, Shy. All right, thought I heard some background there. That was uh, Maya. So Juneteenth <laughs> is a celebration um, for black black slaves that were freed. Originally, Juneteenth was in Texas where they um, first became freed at, and so as the years have gone on. The celebration has just um, continued to grow and be uh, celebrated in different states and things like that. So it's not something that's new. I think it's something that a lot of people are now willing to pay attention to and um, really acknowledge now with everything that's kind of gone on gone on in the last couple of years. Yeah, I think maybe one of the more interesting things uh, surrounding Juneteenth is the fact that, and I'm t- I got little notes here, but... Um, this happened two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. So blacks were freed, but two and a half years later, they didn't know that in right in Texas. They the the the, the right. slave owners down there just kind of ignored the, the the rule of the law. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's exactly right. Um, all right. So how do you guys feel with the the fact that this has become uh, you know now a federal holiday? The Senate just passed this. Oh man, you gotta I say feel, about I time, man. It's different. about time. But um, it's, it's kind of sad. Did you think about it? I mean, it's 2021, and we are just doing this. But I mean, about time. But um, were you, were you, I'm excited. Maya, how sad oh, were you when I said I, I never even heard of Juneteenth like three, four years ago? I mean, that's kind of sad in itself, right? It just shows you that our curriculum in school needs to be updated. I mean, it's pretty sad. Um, we're doing the same old Black History Month thing over and over again, but African-Americans play a huge part in American history. We are American history, and um, we need to update our curriculum. It doesn't make any sense that um, we're not teaching this to the youth in the school, so we need to work on that, updating the curriculum, and me and Shire are on that right now. <laughs> um, do you guys both, do you work at Hope Restores? Are you running this, are you running this show? or can you talk, Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we are founders of Hope Restores. Uh, we started Hope Restores um, in December and really hit the ground, boots on the ground in February. So since February of this year, we've actually gotten it up and going. Um, we have been able to bring in, or I'm sorry, we've been able to do a lot of different like programs and things like that. And what Hope Restores is, it's a resource center for African Americans. And so you can think of it as like, a safe haven or a hub, if you will, for the Western Wisconsin area. Um, the programs that we have is we have support groups for men and women. The men's support group is Brothers Battle and Barriers, and the women's is Women of Melanin. And these support groups are, you know, it's a place for them to get the healing that they need. Um, they go through different things. They talk about financial literacy, home ownership. Um, each program has its own design, but it all is just great value being added to these individuals' lives. Um, we also offer a transportation program. The bus system here in Lacrosse 
can be kind of wonky sometimes, and so it's difficult to get to where you need to go. There's also a few different food deserts here in in the area, and so it's hard to get to places to make your paycheck stretch. Um, Quick Trip is great, but, you know, you can't get everything that you need from Quick Trip. And, um, and taxis are expensive, Ubers are, Ubers are expensive, so the transportation program is really something that a lot of people um, are able to take advantage of. We also have drop-in child care, and that is anywhere from one and a half to two hours. Um, people that are in need of that service are able to, you know, go to doctor's appointments, go grocery shopping, um, go to see your therapist, go to job interviews. You know, maybe there's a class that your sitter fell out of. And so um, it's just really nice in that way. We also offer a diversity training that we uh, do with different organizations if they're interested, with schools. Heck, we even do it with families. Diversity is something that we all need to really be a part of and proactively a part of it, right? Like it's not something that's just going to happen without us uh, being a part of it. So, oh. um, But most of all, most of all, we do a bridging the gap service, and that is us not reinventing the wheel. It's literally us working with all the different organizations that are already out here in the community, but they just don't have um, relationships like they should with the black community. And so it's us um, working with them to work on that trust and to build those relationships so that they can better serve and better reach um, the underserved uh, black community that's here. Now, you guys, uh, Hope Restore, you've been going for about four months, you said? That's right. What yep. what is the biggest burden? You know all these things. That's a that it's a it sounds like a vast undertaking. What's the biggest burden uh, that 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 all these programs? The hardest one to do, and maybe what what people could do to help out. Um, we need people to stop just talking about it and being about it too. Because that's been we can move even faster if we had the support that we needed. You know, so I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I think the biggest burden is um, people needing to know that this change is going to happen. Like, equality is coming, whether you're on board with it or not. And so um, we're not going to sit down and have 15 meetings about the last 15 meetings that you wanted to have the last time. It's about action. You know, the same way that COVID was declared, you know, a pandemic and an urgency, this is an urgency. We don't have 15 minutes to sit down and talk. And so... In that spirit, we've just been driving forward, and we've just been, you know, continuing to go. Maya and I feel like we've been called to this work, and we've been able to, you know, keep pioneering on through. So everything's been really coming together and working out beautifully. No stops for us. No. Um, one of the a great way that people can help is uh, to donate. You know, we have a lot of different programs, and nothing runs on air. So, you know, come out, donate, volunteer your time, come and be an ally. There's a place for everybody. And so I always say, get in where you fit in, and you can believe that there's a place for you to fit in at Hope Restores. All right. So I'm I'm pretty pretty certain that most of my audience is white, so they're hearing all this, and they might be apprehensive about, hey, can I come help out? Can I come volunteer for some of this stuff? Yeah, well, they should, and they can. They absolutely can. Um, there is literally something for every for everybody to do. Uh, Maya and I, we we need more hands on. There's even space if you want to help volunteer at Juneteenth. How serious are you? You know, you want to commit to help and help right now. Give us a call. Um, shoot us an email, and we'll definitely get you lined up. You can go right on our website. 
um, and drop us a few lines and we can reach back out to you. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like, you know, this is the the celebration of, of black people being freed from slavery officially, right? This is like two and a half years later and you need volunteers, but I'm a white dude. I, well, I feel out of place uh, trying to help help out, trying to volunteer, you know, at, at an event like this or at, at Hope Restores in itself. But you're saying like, no, of course not. Well, no, no we're not, not telling you guys to out of place. Um, and we're also going to tell you guys to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's how change starts, right? So be comfortable being uncomfortable. So you may feel out of place, but you want, one thing about the African-American community is we embrace with love. So we're going to get you a job. We're going to say hi. We're going to feed you and have a good time. So you will walk in there feeling uncomfortable, but after a while, you'll realize that you're around good people. And so... We want people to come down to Hope Restores, come volunteer at Juneteenth, come get involved. That's where the change is going to start. And I say again, it's okay to be uncomfortable. African-American people have been uncomfortable forever, and we still go attend um, Oktoberfest and any other <laughs> fest that's around, you know? So it's okay. Just come down, join in with us. And this event is for everybody. It's about embracing community. It's about speaking up and saying, hey, I want the change to start here with me and my family, bringing your children, asking, the, answering the questions for your children, like, hey, mom, that lady's got brown skin. Yeah, she's got brown skin. She was born like that. Let's go play and talk with her and her kids, you know? So there's a lot you guys can do, and it starts right there by walking through the door. All right. Maya, Jackson and, uh, Maya Curtis and Shy Jackson are, gonna join, are, are joining me here. They're with... Uh, they, they've they've started this thing. Now I've learned that. Uh, Hope Restores Corporation here in La Crosse. Uh, Maya's got to actually go to a meeting for Hope Restores. So she's out, but Shy's going to stick around. We'll be back. Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. I wasn't. Yeah, All right. Welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. And we're talking about the Juneteenth celebration happening in La Crosse this weekend. Beginning on Friday with like free movie day at the Rivley, and uh, Shy Jackson is going to stick with me. She's with Hope Restores, uh, which I didn't know. You're just four months in. This seems like a vast undertaking. Uh, all the things that you're you're providing the community, um, just <laughs> I don't know how how are you doing with that? In in you know I kind of alluded to it before the show, but or not before the show, before the break. Uh, just the the biggest thing that people can do to help, obviously, is money. And, and and bodies, right? Getting bodies and help. But how I, I guess how did you guys come up with uh, starting Hope Restores? Let's go there. Yeah. Um, well, we started Hope Restores just listening to, like, the cries of the community and just, you know, what's going on. Um, and actually, a lot of the way Hope Restores came about was our kids were in uh, black student leaders, and they were protesting and everything, and they were just frustrated with, you know, what's going on in their schools. They're frustrated with what's going on in the world. And just from that protesting, you know, as parents, we felt like we were called to action. And so um, we just we had to roll something out, you know, and it was a resource center for African Americans, um, which is very common in any other bigger city. There, there would be a resource center, you know, for, for black people, you know, for Hmong, for Native, you know what I mean? And, and we just don't have that here. So it was the missing piece of the puzzle for here in La Crosse. And so it was a, it was a call. It was a call to action for us. And you, you guys are having what, what is called a $25,000 match challenge. Who's matching that? Who's, you know, and then how can oh, people participate yeah. in that? Yeah. So 
it is an anonymous donor, so I can't I can't say who. Okay. Also, I don't know who, <laughs> uh, but I do know that it is very legit, um, and it's it's ready to be active and in play. And so um, we got a twenty five thousand dollars match challenge, and so um, that's one of you know that's the one of the best ways to help out is to donate, and all of your donations uh, will be doubled. You know. Um, a lot of the services and things like that that we do, volunteers are really great, um, but unfortunately, you it's really hard to lock a volunteer in for a certain time, you know, on a regular basis. And so a lot of times it just becomes easier to hire for that position. And so that's where those funds would come in, in handy at, you know, that comes in is that we would be rolling them right back into the program and putting it toward, you know, the sustainability. Yeah, definitely with volunteers to be like, um, yeah, I'm volunteering and I'm not going to be able to make it on Friday. So good luck. And it's Friday already. And it's like, well, you're not paying me and I'm just volunteering. So no big deal. But yeah, you guys oftentimes, uh, you know, places do depend quite a bit on the volunteers following through. And if you pay those volunteers, then they're a not volunteers and be more likely to show up when when they're asked to, to come help out. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but some of the exactly. stuff seems, uh, you know, just uh, like drop in daycare. That that's that's we. I talked about childcare yesterday uh, or two days ago, just as part of the show, and and that idea that um, for anyone to be able to do anything as a parent, childcare is like one of the biggest burdens because it's so expensive. You almost got to have a second job just to pay for the childcare. Um, but other, the, you know, the, the flip side of that is if, you know, if it's a mom and dad, the, if the mom or the dad doesn't work or does work, does getting a second job pay off because are they making enough money to pay the, for the childcare and then some, or the flip side is then, well, then parents aren't actually watching their kids. So even the, but even the drop in daycare where you can, you, you can go, uh, drop the kid off for, for a, a couple, what, an hour or two, uh, and, and they, they won't have to worry about um, yeah, so there's no burden it's anywhere there. from an hour and a half to two hours. And it's really meant to be kind of like that, you know, that, that, that partner that you might need, that safety net, you know, things happen and it shouldn't stop you from having any success that you're going to have, you know, in your day. You know, we don't want you to miss an interview or miss an appointment that you really need. Uh, with Juneteenth happening at Riverside Park and, and you look at that, what do you see as uh, maybe one of the cooler things that you're excited about happening on Saturday? Uh, well, I'm super excited for the community to be able to come out and unite and really see what, like, what's going on to come out and celebrate one another. You know, there is, you know, you're hearing a lot of people from the white community saying, oh, I think I heard about Juneteenth or, you know, I'm only just learning about this. And it's a really great way for, you know, these people to really learn about Juneteenth and to, to learn about it from people that are right here in their community. I think the lacrosse community, a lot of this stuff, I feel like uh, the, this area feels immune to some of this stuff when it when it's actually not. So COVID comes and, and people died, but we didn't die in these huge numbers that big cities do. So we feel and almost literally immune from the virus when really the virus affected a lot of people in one way or the other. Um, and, and this happens with, with everything. And it happens, I think people don't understand that. Uh, lacrosse is not immune to racism. Uh, you just have to go and listen to the people that have endured it. Uh, and you might be able to do this on, on Saturday, right? We might be able to co- go to Juneteenth and listen to stories. Uh, you know, can you just talk about maybe how you feel it's different living in lacrosse as a black person? Oh, yeah. 
So I think that um, being here in lacrosse, and I've been here for going on 22 years now, um, you're, you're, I am very much aware um, that I'm black. You know, there's, there's different situations and different conversations, you know, that I've had to have, you know, just about every day of being here. You know, there's different things that you wouldn't expect if you were living in a bigger city, you know, and some might say, well, why don't you, why not just go to a bigger city? Well, I shouldn't need to move to a bigger place just to get like the basic, like, um, just a basic respect just as another like citizen in that community. Um, and so that's the biggest things. I think that people are very, you know, a lot of people are stuck in their own ways and they don't want to look up and ask questions. You know, some of it is because they don't want to be seen as being impolite by asking the questions. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, we're all aware that we're black. And if you're, if you're curious about black people, do some learning, you know, learn about them. You know, I mean, we're just, we just want to be included. Yeah, it must, it. it must be pretty annoying when somebody says, if you want to feel included, go live in a bigger city where there's more black people. And it's like, I don't want to live in a bigger city. It sucks in big cities. There's traffic. Uh, there's tons of people everywhere. Uh, I live in lacrosse because I love lacrosse. Like, I live in lacrosse because, you know, I love this area. I love the people here. I love uh, the, 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 you know, this, the, the, what there is to do here and what it looks like. It's very pretty here. There's no traffic. Um, uh, it's, it's a friendly community, but maybe, but, but, but that's the same reasons that you live here. Yeah, exactly. You know, I appreciate the fact that any place that I need to go is all within like 10 minutes away. You get to a bigger city. Everything is about at least 20 minutes away. You know, you have to hop on the freeway to get everywhere that you need to go. You know, I appreciate having that, that personal time back. I also appreciate not having so much of the noise and less distraction. Now, the Senate made Juneteenth a federal holiday, and I think a lot of times lawmakers, and I talked about this earlier in the show, just with uh, police reform bills happening, happening on, the, on the state side, the Wisconsin State Legislature is passing re- police reform bills in the wake of George Floyd and even Jacob Blake, the Kenosha, the Kenosha, Kenosha police shooting. Um, and they're doing some back padding of themselves for passing these bills. And then the Senate passed Juneteenth as a federal holiday, uh, you know, the pra- praising themselves for for doing such a thing, even though it's taken this long to do it. But you know, do you? I, a, you're probably pretty happy about that. But B, like that's just it, it's just like maybe the frosting on the cake. But there's there's there needs to be some substance under that cake. Otherwise, um, it, it it really isn't going to matter if we make Juneteenth a federal holiday. Great, but there needs to be more, right? Yeah, there absolutely does need to be more. Um, and it, it's been a long time coming. Like, why is this just now happening? Um, it just, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. But, you know, you, I give them a little bit of credit for, you know, finally, finally, you know, there's been, they're, they're coming along, hopefully. I will say, though, um, I want to give props to uh, Mayor, Mayor Reynolds. You know, he had beat them to the punch with making Juneteenth a, a holiday in lacrosse. And so, that's really awesome that the Senate is now jumping into place. But for me, it's like, what does that mean? Like, what are you ready to do um, with, with this? So, you know, hopefully they're ready to start having some conversations around it. Um, I know that I have a lot of different ideas of where they can start. I'd like to see them starting with, you know, systemic racism. Let's talk about, like, dismantling some of those, some of those systems that are in place. 
Yeah, I mean, that's and, and I, I think that's where people get lost. Like, it's easy to go, OK, Juneteenth, federal holiday. Great. And it's easy to point to that and understand that because you can read about what Juneteenth means. Uh, you know, historically, you can read about that. But when it comes to the systemic problems that our society has, then you start to lose people because, you know, especially in the lacrosse community, um, a lot of us don't experience these things. So how how do you convey that to the rest of the community? Maybe maybe like going on Saturday and listening to stories, huh? Yeah, that's a huge one. Um, there is going to be a speaker there that is well known, and they're they're speaking on the N word. They're speaking on you know some of the different things that we're talking about, you know, and that's one big way to uh, talk, learn about you know the issues and things that are out there on that scale. But let's not. Let's not skip over the fact that we all have, you know, a responsibility for, for some personal learning, too, right? Like, so we talk about um, pigmentation by, uh, you know, we have a responsibility. What You know, and so I don't want to call anybody out, but, you know, you have privilege. You have privilege. What does that mean, you know? What does it mean? What do you need to do with it? You know, know, know what people say, what they're talking about when they say, how are you using, how are you using your privilege? And then be prepared to figure out, like, you know, what are those next steps? How can I be a part of this fight for equality? And if you're not interested in being a part of the fight for equality, well, then there's a bigger thing that's going on there. All right, Shai, I'm going to bring Joe on. He's calling in. So we're going to see what Joe has to, to has to say. Uh, I'm just warning you, and, and we're talking with Shy Jackson. She's one of the founders of Hope Restore. I could say it like that. Um, but Shy, Joe's got a question. Joe, go ahead. You're you're on the air, man. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that Pete. We should let. Um, I don't know. I don't really see colors or know what to call people, but African Americans. We should, as white people, should probably just stay out of it and let them tell us what they would like to see for this holiday. Um, you know, I definitely think it should be a federal holiday, and I think, you know, we should listen to what what they would like to see structured around this day. And it's kind of sad that we haven't uh, that we haven't celebrated it nationally before this. Yeah, Joe, do you, I mean, do you feel like you, would you be excited to go down to Riverside Park Saturday and, and participate? Yeah, yeah, I would love to see them just totally take over this whole day, you know, like, like we all do with days that we take off federally and celebrate. I'd like to see this whole day be theirs and, and, you know, allow us to be a part of it. But really, it's their celebration. We should let them structure it exactly how they want to, and, and it definitely should be federal. All right. Thanks for the call, Joe. Uh, Shy. Um, thanks, I, Joe. I, I, I wonder, like, it was a really funny joke, and uh, not really a joke, when you said you all participate in Oktoberfest. So, you know, <laughs> Juneteenth is, is something that yeah. everyone can participate in. We participate in all the fest, October corn, Fran, <laughs> we're there, we're there, you know, and you know, the, the, the biggest thing is that this fest, we just, we want the same thing, come down, celebrate with us, learn about us, you know, come to this fest like uh, Juneteenth like you would any of your other fests, you know, so what I'm hoping to see is a really large crowd of white people that's eager to come out and just, you know, unite and get to know their, their, the rest of their community. All right, that's Shy Jackson. She's uh, she's uh, one of the founders of Hope Restores. Check it out at, let me look here, hoperestoreswi.org, or just find them on Facebook. Um, Shy, how can we find you on Saturday? You just could be everywhere? 
Yeah, I'm going to be everywhere. If I can, I'm going to wear a tutu as I'm floating around everywhere. <laughs> okay, then it might be easy to um, find you, but it'd be great to, to see you on Saturday. I hope uh, you know people listening can go and find you and say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll certainly be making my rounds. Um, so, I'll, you know, if I can catch everyone, I will. Otherwise, I'll definitely be at the Hope Restores booth that'll be there. Come by. Come chat with me. I'd love to talk to you. All right. Thanks for joining me, Shy. Thank you. Have All a right. good night. You too. See ya. All right, that's going to do it for today. Lacrosse Talk PM.